Hello, hello, and welcome, familia. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk to Unlock. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode tonight as we continue our testimony kick, right? Um, Areli kicked it off for us last Thursday with her testimony. And then Leo nos dio su testimonio este lunes que acaba de pasar, cual fue grandioso, impactante, pero sobre todo mostró eh, cuál grande es nuestro Dios. Amén. Entonces, uh, antes de empezar, vamos a orar eh, para que Dios encamine este episodio. Señor, te damos gracias, Padre. Gracias porque sabemos que todo lo que tú haces, lo haces bien, Señor. Damos gracias por tu amor incondicional, Padre. Gracias por siempre tener tus brazos abiertos para nosotros y por ser el mismo ayer, hoy y siempre. En tu nombre todopoderoso decimos amén. All right, here we go. So, um, the testimony I would like to share with you guys today is in regards to me and my skin, <laughs> my beautiful skin. Um, for those of you who don't know me personally or haven't seen me in person, um, or maybe have seen me, but, um, It's never been like a, a topic of, you know, conversation. Um, I have what is called vitiligo, vitiligo in Spanish. Um, and basically what that is, it's a skin disorder where there's actually a deficiency in the blood and usually affects the uh, blood cells. And it causes you to lose the melanin in your skin, but it's something sporadic. So, no se pierde completo de uno así el color de la piel, pero si hay partes en donde ya eh, the melanin no longer produces itself to give you your color or any color whatsoever. And in losing that, that spot just turns white. So, Many of those who have seen me um, or know me for a very long time um, have seen me, you know, uh, have seen my, how it has progressed and how it's changed. Some who know me from my youth, you know, from my um, older age and were to see me now, it would be different because It's obviously grown since then. And that's the thing about uh, vitiligo. Eh, él crece eh, espontáneo. Eh, para algunas personas crece súper rápido. Para otras personas eh, no tanto. Gracias a Dios. Eh, para mí no ha sido un crecimiento eh, acelerado. Porque para los años que ya yo llevo con el vitiligo. Eh, era para que en realidad ya tuviera todo mi cuerpo ya eh, lleno de vitiligo. Um, but kind of just to give you guys an insight of how it all began and, and why this is a testimony for me um, in my life. Um, this all started when I was 10. 
Um, I was not born with vitiligo. Yo no nací con esta deficiencia de, de, of melanin in my skin. I was born with my full color. I was actually a lot darker when I was younger. <laughs> um, but I was, I didn't have this um, deficiency uh, when I was born. And it, it didn't really start until I was 10. We, you know, as a family, like my mom and me, you know, trying to figure out how did this all begin? And we pinpointed one vacation. It was a spring break. Um, we would always go to the beach, but this particular spring break, I believe, uh, yo me descuidé. Tenía 10 años, pero me descuidé y yo no creo que me puse ningún protector de sol en la semana entera que yo estuve ahí en la playa. Y yo, yo soy de piel que, que broncea, ¿no? Yo me bronceo y no, está bien. Pero también a los 10 años tú, nadie se está preocupando si no es que tu mamá te dice. Y yo sé que ese, esa semana yo creo que fuimos solos con, con mis abuelos de vacaciones. Y eran ellos y todos los nietos, imagínense. Entonces estaban a cargo de todos nosotros. Y yo creo que yo... En esa semana que estuve, yo no me preocupé que si me puse protector de sol, de no, porque yo no me quemaba. Entonces, era para mí como que, eh, I'm good, you know. And um, I remember that after that weekend, cuando llegué a la casa, notamos dos pequitas, two spots, one on each eyelid. And it was white, little white spot, just one on, and, and we're like, oh, okay, that's probably a sunspot, right? Because some people get that, you know, sunspots, and then that goes away. But then... We started noticing throughout the week, and I want to say within the, the next few weeks, that I started getting more little little spots right there on my eyelid, on the, on the top of my lids, on both eyes, and just like spots. So it, it almost looked like I had freckles, like white freckles on my eyelids. And I was like, okay, what's going on? You know, like, okay. But we're like, okay, it's so maybe just the reaction to the sun, right? Okay. Well... Go fast forward a few months, and now these dots are connecting. They're they're spreading so much that they're connecting one to another, and they're becoming just like a big mancha on my eyes. I'm like, okay, we're like, all right, well that's new. <laughs> but I was a kid, and I really like, yeah, that was there. But I really, it, at that moment, it wasn't like a thing for me. I was like, oh, okay, I just got a, a sunspot, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, we didn't know what it was and we were kind of, my mom was worried more than anything because she was like, why is this coming out? And so her being concerned, ella habla con mi abuela y mi abuela siendo enfermera empezó a hacer unas cuantas llamadas and I was able to get an appointment with like a, a good dermatologist, you know, um, that would be able to help, I guess. So we go to the doctor and that's when we find out that what I have is vitiligo. And he goes ahead and nos explica qué es eso y cuáles son las cosas que lo causan. So he was like, well, it's triggered by traumatic experiences. It's triggered by um, stress. And I'm like, stress? I'm 10. I ain't got no stress. I mean, you know, what? <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. And then he says, also, exposure to the sun. And we're like, oh, yep. Yep, that's it right there. 
yeah, yeah, that's my bad, my bad. You know, so we we went to that and we're like, okay, that's what's happening right now. You didn't put on any sunblock. You had exposure to the sun where your skin was just getting it like that and it brought it out. But that wasn't like the most uh, shocking part of that visit. It was when the doctor put me under a black light. Like just he just got a back black light and he passed it over my arms and like my, my legs and my face. And when I tell you I lit up, I lit up. Um, apparently the black light, because those spots have no melanin, it's almost like they become fluorescent white. And when you put a black light over them, resaltan. Almost like they glow, but really they just kind of stand out. But the, the most, um, I guess, lo más impactante de eso fue cuando él me lo pasa por el brazo y en mi brazo yo no tenía ninguna mancha. Incluso ahora mismo, estoy mirándome el brazo, eh, no tengo una mancha. Pero si me pasa la luz, hay manchas por todos lados. Y es que la, la luz fluorescente flore, eh, hace resaltar la mancha aún debajo de tu piel si se encuentra debajo de tu piel entonces I was like wait y yo le decía al doctor pero what's all of that que es eso I'm like where, where is that coming from he goes you have it all over your body it just hasn't come out yet it's there but it hasn't been exposed enough or you know it hasn't been exposed to the point of removing all your melanin so es decir He perdido el color en muchas partes, pero no lo he perdido completamente como que para que ya resalte ya mi piel sin la luz. That was, whoa, on a whole nother level. So I was like, okay, so am I like a magic trick now? Like, again, I was 10. So at that point, it still wasn't, you know, I was like, whoa, okay. It wasn't until the doctor says, since it's on your eyes, there is a big possibility that you can go blind. And I was like, what? Oh my God. And I was like, I'm going to go blind. He's like, there's a possibility. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go blind. <laughs> and and my mom my mom started freaking out. They're like, no, but we have a treatment here that we can try. The only problem is it's it shouldn't go, it can't go near your eyes. But that's where I have my vitiligo. So it was like, it's kind of like a liquid that tints your skin to give you color. So he tried it and it did not work on me. It turned my skin purple and that's not, that's not the shade we were aiming for. So we kind of left that there. We said, thank you, but no, thank you. And we left, but it stuck in my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go blind. I'm going to go blind because of this thing that's on my like skin and my body and my eyes. Um, and that kind of freaked me out a little, even though being 10 kind of freaked me out. Um, I did go to a specialist for my vision and they assured me that my vision was, I had perfect vision, that there was nothing to worry about now, that for now they don't see any alarm or concern. So luckily that was good news. But again, you know, here I am now with these spots and don't know what to do. So due to that, my activities kind of shifted a little and 
you know, I kind of like now that we knew that it was exposure to the sun, I couldn't really go, you know, to the beach a lot and things like that. And, you know, so that kind of shifted things that I would do. So I had to refrain from doing some things because this is what we thought was causing it. So time passes, um, years pass and you know, I'm, I'm dealing with it at this point, two years have now passed. And it turns out my family in Cuba was like, Hey, we have a doctor that's working on a treatment for vitiligo. Trae la vacuva y vamos a llevar la médico para que le ponga el tratamiento. And I was like, Oh, what? I'm going to Cuba for real. Let's go. And again, I was still like, whatever it's for me. It wasn't still like, um, I guess it hadn't affected me, I guess, that much yet. And when I went to Cuba, this this um, like ointment that the doctor had made, it gave me my color back. Like he put it on my eyelids and my color came back instantly. The only thing with it is you have to just keep on applying it because it like produces the melanin that your skin needs in order to produce a color. And I was like, yes. But the problem was it was taken away from us <laughs> when we came back. So it was kind of like a short-lived victory. But, um, you know, I, I was kind of let down because I was like, man, I had the solution in my hands. And unfortunately, we lost contact with the doctor um, after that because he left Cuba and we had no way of contacting him. So I wasn't able to um, get any more uh, treatment from him or medication um, in order to do that. But that was like that one sliver of hope. And I was like, yes, finally. And no, nothing. So, you know, years began to pass, but it started spreading more and more on my face. And as soon as I got into high school, um, I, I did have to because the doctor, oh, that's one thing. The doctor told me when I went when I was 10, he was like, uh, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. You're just gonna have to learn how to put on makeup. And I was like, what? That's your, you know, uh, that's your advice as a doctor. I'm gonna have to put on learn how to put on makeup. I'm 10. You know, I'm not gonna be putting on a full beat to go to what? Fourth grade? Uh, really? Yeah. Um, so. So that was that was a little tough, but um, I, I, I didn't really know how to put on makeup. You know, and I was 10 again, I'm not gonna be putting on makeup. So I didn't really do that. But as soon as I started getting into middle school, actually, um, that phase of, you know, oh, we, you know, you start doing the little makeup thing, I started trying to experiment to cover up my spots in my eyes. And I thought I was doing good. <laughs> I really thought I was. And I would mix eyeshadows and start putting it on. And after I was done, I looked like I had black eyes. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. But in my mind, I'm like, I got this. I got this. <laughs> and, you know, but I started realizing, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. And that started getting to me little by little. And as I got older and started getting into that adolescent phase, the teenage phase, especially when I got into high school, that's when there was a shift and it got hard. En, en los tiempos ya de, de noveno, décimo, ahí es donde se puso un poco duro porque eh, yo no sabía cómo hacer, qué hacer. Eh, me encontraba eh, maquillándome, poniéndome tanto maquillaje solo para tratar de emparejar lo que era mi piel 
y el aquel de ya en, en esa edad uno está que, ay, si le gusta el muchachito, que si esto y lo otro, ¿me entiendes? Y entonces ya empieza the insecurities. The, it starts affecting my way of being. I let it get to me. And I would notice like, um, you know, all of my friends would have like boyfriends and uh, or guys that like them and nobody really liked me. And I was always the cool girl to hang out with, but never the one that anybody wanted to like be with, like in that sense. And I let that, I accepted that, like I, I accepted that. I accepted being like the class clown and being the funny girl and and um I had to now start thinking of clever uh responses to tell people when they would ask me, "Hey, what's wrong with your eyes?" Like, "Hey, why what why do you have that?" I'm like, "Oh no, cuz I went to the beach and I fell asleep with my sunglasses on." So like, you know, that's my tan. Like I'd start making up some like stories because at this point it was around both of my eyes. So it almost looked like if I had put on glasses, sunglasses, fell asleep in the sun and, you know, and people would start like, hey, what is that? Like, like, what's that? Or I would get like the complete opposite comments. Oh, you have such pretty eyes. And I would hate when people would tell me that. Do you know what that is? It would bother me so much. Because I couldn't accept that they really liked my eyes. Like, how could they like my eyes when I have, like, you know, all of this stuff? Or, like, I always felt like when people were talking to me, they weren't, like, looking at me in the eyes. They were looking around my eyes. So, that started creating, um, like, an awkwardness when I would talk to people. To where I couldn't really even look people straight in the eyes. Because I didn't want them to look at my spots or my, my, the white. I wanted them to look at me. And this started como creando this whole self-esteem issue with me. And I always questioned why. I was like, why me? Nobody in my family has this. Nobody in my family has this. Why do I have to be the one? I always wondered that. Why me? And I just I just never understood. I always felt like I was the the unlucky one. Um aside from having my skin uh disorder, I was severely obese when I was younger. So that that was another thing. Um you know, and I was like you know, all these things. And, um, I would be told by my, um, by my father when I was younger that no man would ever want me, that I was ugly, you know, so that, that just, it just, you know, all of that together, it just, and I got to a point, especially in my teens and I was like, why me? Um, and I made it to be like, I had to be the clown and laugh at myself before anybody did when really nobody was laughing at me. Nobody was laughing at me. But this is what I had created in me. And that the, the whole thing that everybody is focused on, that. 
And I remember, I, I remember this. My senior year, mi último año de, de high school, 12 grado, había una muchacha más joven que yo. Creo que ella estaba en noveno o décimo. Ella tenía vitiligo y ella sí lo tenía en todo el cuerpo. But she was so confident in her own skin. She would not, at, she had it all over. I'm talking about arms, legs, face, neck, everywhere. And she wouldn't hide it. And she looked happy. And here I am. I have it on my eyes and like on my fingers. And that's it. And I'm here stressing. And I'm like, man, I wish I could be that confident. I would look at that girl and see how she would have a smile on her face. And she genuinely looked happy and comfortable in her own skin. And I, I couldn't get there. I, 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 I wasn't there. I was like, I want to be like that girl. I want to be like her. I want to be able to not have to wake up two hours earlier before catching my bus to go to school. Figuring out what colors I need to mix together to put on my eyes and still end up looking like I got a black eye either way. Because I could never get it right. I just wish I could get up and go. And I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. And it seemed like it got worse. Como que empeoró as I got older. I got to the point that it did spread. I had it. It came started coming out on the side of my mouth. Um... Again, parts of my body that I could hide with clothes, but but the face that that was my main issue. I was like, I was like, I, why, why not? You know, and and I I would say it, and and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't Christian then as far as like o obeying and following and walking, you know, los caminos de Cristo. Pero I would say like, God, why not? Anyway, I would take it on my body, and my body is fine because I can cover it with clothes. Pero mi cara. I can't hide that with clothes. I'm not going to walk around with, you know, the pillow cover on my face. You get what I'm saying? Like, I was like, why anywhere but why my face? And as I got older, um, my self-esteem got worse. I got more con conscious about it um, to the point where now I'm I'm actually, you know, trying with makeup and things and things. And like I would put on makeup and I could still see it. I'm like, no, I still see it. And putting on makeup and pounding on makeup and more makeup and more makeup. And all of a sudden I look too dark and all of a sudden I look too white. And all of a sudden like, but I would not leave the house, not even to put gas in my car. Unless I had makeup on my face. And not because I wanted to look, you know, <laughs> not because I, I, I was trying to impress nobody, but all to have an even skin tone, all to be one color, one single color, to go to a gas station and put gas and I feel like people are looking at me because of my skin. And I couldn't go anywhere. Anybody, someone, anytime someone would tell me, 
hey Anna, this one. um okay give me uh it's gonna take me a minute why is it gonna take me because i have to go do makeup i had to go put on my makeup i remember um if i were like talking to like um a boy i liked or something and and at that time it was like uh the the cameras you know like on your uh computers and stuff and like the webcam and you do like a video chat or whatever uh before facetime ever came up like hey why don't we like you know do a video chat i'm like uh give me a sec because i have to do something really quick but i'll quite and and that was all just an excuse to go put on makeup before i got on that video call that that was just it and and that was me for a very very long time um i stopped going to the beach altogether um I just didn't go. I I just didn't want to be anywhere where like there was exposure to the sun. I would go to the beach and think, okay, I'm gonna wear sunglasses, aha, and be under an umbrella. And yet I would still get home and see that my eyes were red, or that my spots anywhere now my spots were red, and that a shadow was building under. And I'm like, it's growing. I I refrained from being out in the sun too long. Anything at people would invite me to things. No, I'm sorry, I can't. And I know people were probably thinking, ay, esta nunca quiere salir con nadie, esta nunca quiere, siempre la estamos invitando a ir a la playa, a hacer esto, lo otro, y ella nunca viene. Pero no era porque no quería, era por el miedo a que me siguiera creciendo las manchas. Well, fast forward to meeting Ayrán, my husband, and <laughs> I remember that. Like, I, again, the video chats, I would never have a video chat if I wasn't putting on makeup. There wasn't a time that I ever saw me without makeup. And it took a minute for me to tell him because I was scared. I was like, man, I have this, this like great guy in my life now. And, and I'm afraid that if I tell him, I'm going to lose him. He's not going to want someone that looks like that. He's not going to want to take me out. He's not going to want to, you know, uh, present me to anybody looking like that. And what if he doesn't like what he sees without the makeup? And I remember we had a conversation about it on the phone. I was so, so scared to tell him. I was so scared to tell him. And, like, I remember we talked and I was like, Bueno, tú sabes, hay algo que te quiero decir. Entiendo si, si después que te lo cuente, como que, ¿sabes qué? Si te sientas diferente de mí. Um, you know, I was already preparing for the, for the worst. <laughs> and I told him about my vitiligo and my skin and that, you know, I'm always wearing makeup and, and that's the reason why. And he told me, he goes, look. I'm with you for who you are, not for what you look like. I mean, yes, granted, you know, I'm attracted to you, but that's not all. And I was like, well, you say that now because you haven't seen me without makeup. And he's like, I want to see you without makeup. And I was like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that was hard. That was a hard point. To knowingly and willingly, well, unwillingly, I wasn't willing to do it, but because he had asked. And uh, 
to actually be that exposed and with this fear that I could lose someone because of this but of course that didn't happen and he stuck with me and he said he told me you're beautiful and I was like stop it don't say that that's not true and he was like you are beautiful and um that you would think that that moment would change everything for me and although I was happy that he didn't leave me because of that and he stayed with me and but it still didn't it still didn't um make it better for me I was still you know every time we would go out somewhere putting on makeup and it got to a point where it was like we would always get somewhere late because every time we would get invited somewhere, I was like, hold on, I got to go put on makeup. Ay, Dios mío. Otra vez con el maquillaje. Deja morar ahora dos horas poniéndote maquillaje y todo eso. So <laughs> I continued to be that way. Like even though I had him by my side and everything, but that part, I couldn't let go of just, you know, being that open. I could do it with him. But I still couldn't do it publicly for everybody. Igual, uh, still, you know, everywhere I went, putting on makeup and and couldn't go. We're going to the supermarket. Hold on, I got to put on makeup. And I just kept on with that. And I remember, I will remember the first, when, when I had my first son, when I had Adrian, my firstborn. The first question I asked was, can he get? what I have can this like can is this hereditary can it and I get mixed answers about that like they tell me no and then they tell me yes and I'm like I oh, you know because that was my concern like okay let me now it's like all right if I'm the only one in the family is gonna have it let me be the only one I don't want to pass this on to my children you know like that was my mindset but um Luckily, you know, none of them have it. <laughs> Thank God. But um, nothing. And, and the years kept passing by. And um, my kids started getting a little older, especially my first. And he asked me, um, hey, mom, why do you have white around your eyes? And why do you have those spots on your skin? And I didn't know what to answer him. I mean, I know what I have. But I just didn't know what to answer him because for, you know, for X amount of years that, you know, um, since he was little, like, he would always see me like this. So it was normal for him, right, to see me. And I don't know why in my mind I was like, he'll never ask because he's used to seeing me like this. But kids are kids and they get curious and they want to know and they see that they don't look like that. So why do I look like that? And that broke my heart that he asked me that question. Like, I didn't even know how to answer him because for some reason, I almost felt like it was invisible to them for some reason. Why? I don't know. That's what I, you know, put in my head. And when he asked me that, like, it just kind of, I froze and I was like, I was like, nothing, puppy. That's just, you know, something on mommy's skin. And he was just like, oh, okay. And just walked away. And I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> he didn't make a big deal of it, out of it. And I'm like, wow, he didn't really like care too much about it. But it still didn't hit me. Why am I making such a big deal about it? Well, come to now, um, I've now given my life to Christ because all of this, you know, took place. You know, all of this, this story is prior to, you know, me giving my life to Christ. And now me and my husband and my family, we are serving the Lord and, you know, all these things. And, I, you know, I come to church and I got my makeup on and, you know, still doing everything the same. But I start making certain, you know, friends, amistades con hermanas de la iglesia and, um... You know, I, I kind of feel like, um, yeah, when I got closer to someone, I feel like I could share and just be like, you know, hey, I have this, you know, um, and, and I, I know that people could tell because it's on my hands and I can't hide it on my hands. And I, yo noto, yo noto cuando, es que yo, cuando estoy hablando con alguien, es porque ya eso es algo que estaba grabado en mí. Cuando yo hablaba con alguien, yo estaba tan pendiente en qué es lo que estaba mirando la persona cuando hablaba conmigo. Si me estaba mirando a mí, estaba pendiente a la conversación o si estaba mirando a mis alrededores. Por ejemplo, yo noto algunas veces que personas yo hablo y yo muevo mucho las manos cuando yo hablo. Pero noto que hay personas que se quedan mirando mis manos. Y eso ya me entra como que, y, y, y entonces ya no sé cómo actuar, ya no sé, trato de no mover las manos, trato de, porque estoy tan consciente de lo que están haciendo la gente, y a lo mejor no lo están haciendo con ese fin, pero para mí, es like, oh, they're looking at it, oh my goodness, they're looking at it. So, you know, when we started going to church, it was nice because having moved to a whole other state and not really knowing anybody, Um, it was nice to have como ser parte de algo, ser parte de una familia y a la misma vez crear esa amistad entre los hermanos cristianos, ¿no? Y yo empecé a una como una, una relación de amistad con un grupo y poco a poco eh, me sentí en confianza, el punto de poder abrirme, hablar sobre eso o a la misma vez sentirme como que bueno voy a dejar que me vean y yo me acuerdo en, en un instante creo que una de las hermanas iba a venir a mi casa y yo bueno mira nada más te voy a saber mira no me voy a maquillar eh, no voy a tener maquillaje puesto y la like, ay chica no hay problema me entiendes pero for me that was a big deal but I didn't know how to act like I knew they were coming and I was so nervous and I was like ugh And they wouldn't treat me any differently. They would be like normal. And they wouldn't tell me, ay chica, deja eso ya. Like, why are you acting like that? Stop it. You look fine. And I was like, okay. Like, all right. You're really not looking at my imperfections. You're looking at me for me. And I started noticing that. And little by little, I kind of started, you know, only to certain people. It wasn't until, it wasn't until um, my husband and I decided to go on our first mission trip in 2021 to Brazil. And here I am packing 
for Brazil and I'm like packing all this stuff and I'm like okay I need to have this and I need to have that and I need to have my makeup this and I need to have this eyeshadow and I need to make sure and like freaking out because I'm like bueno I meant to make sure I take all of my makeup because si no como hago yo no sé como es maquillaje allá like freaking out and when I realized that I was going to be in a flight for 24 hours before even getting to Brazil I was like oh my gosh how am I gonna sleep on this flight because if I have makeup on during the flight I'm not gonna be able to put my head to the side because I'm gonna then dirty the pillow or the other side I can't because then oh my makeup's gonna fall off or I can't lay this way that way and something in me just said stop stop nobody is looking at you in that way stop you are you and that's it and I was like God like I I just I just I was just like God what I was like love you for you because I love you just the way you are I created you just the way you are and I just stayed there and I was like am I really gonna do this am I really going to go out not only out I'm gonna be on a plane I'm gonna be in a whole nother country Am I really going to go out as me? And God said, yeah. (laughs) Because I am with you. And I love you. With or without your imperfections. And I was so nervous and scared. And my husband, all he ever did was just reassure me. He's like, do you have a husband that loves you? Like, yes. Do you are you married? Happy? You have children? What else do you need? Nothing. And I'm like, you're right. God made me this way. It's for a reason. If God made me this way is is to be that apoyo for someone else who may need it. Maybe not with the same thing I have, but for that type of insecurity. And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to do this. And he was like, you're going to be fine. I love you. You're beautiful. And that's all that matters. And I was like, all right, we're going to do this. And I remember... Being so nervous at the airport, waiting for the pastors and the whole group that was going to get there and me with no makeup on. And I remember it was still the time, you know, the whole COVID thing. So we still had to wear a mask. So I felt like I still felt like I had a shield, like something covering me. (laughs) But I felt good. And I think what sealed it for me was when we got to Brazil. Y nos recibió la iglesia hija de Brasil. And there, 
I had no makeup and I had my mask off and we're saying hi and everybody's just, nobody, nobody is looking at that. Nobody is questioning me. Everybody is just receiving us with love, with care. And it was such an overwhelming feeling for me. And at that moment, it was like God was saying to me, just how they see you right now is how I see you. And I just felt like this weight just drop off my shoulders, like out of nowhere. I just felt like this just weight, like, wow, like I have nothing to worry about. No hay nada de que preocuparme. And, and that, that trip changed my life to the point que yo creo que la única, la única vez que yo me puse maquillaje fue solo una noche que eh, tuvimos un evento en la iglesia y me maquillé porque bueno, era de vestirse, ¿sabes? Nice para el servicio. Pero además de ahí, yo me pasé por el hotel y por todo eso sin maquillaje. Incluso, incluso, eh, me tiré fotos con las hermanas y ellas las postearon en su Facebook. Y las que ya me habían visto de mis amistades, de las hermanas de la iglesia, que vieron la foto decían, wow, ahora están las fotos sin maquillaje. Porque era así, era, era algo que... ¿Sabes? Se sabía que yo lo ocultaba, o sea, yo no, yo no lo, lo enseñaba así públicamente. Y en ese momento eso fue lo que cambió para mí. Donde Dios me habló y me dijo, yo te amo. I love you and the skin that you are in. If I love you, don't worry about the rest. And since then, I have been able to let go of that and And be my true self. Be my true self. Not be atada a, al maquillaje, a tener que ponérmelo. Sí me lo pongo porque, bueno, sí me gusta. Eh, pero me lo pongo solo cuando necesario. Ahora no es que cada día me tengo que despertar a maquillar. Me tengo que despertarme dos horas antes para pa, eh, maquillarme y todo eso solo para salir. Y ahora yo me pongo maquillaje cuando... Siento que okay, hoy es un día de maquillaje y los otros días no. Y los otros días salgo y soy yo. Sí, todavía hay ciertos momentos cuando voy a, o cuando conozco a alguien nuevo que a lo, algunas veces me siento como que no puedo mirarle los ojos o, o actúo un poco like awkward, you know, because I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do. You know? pero, pero gracias a Dios que Él ha trabajado eso en mí. Y de algo que pensé que iba a ser eh, un, un obstáculo cual nunca iba a poder eh, vencer en mi vida. Por la gloria y honra de Dios, hoy en día yo no estoy eh, atada a la que de pensar que Nadie me puede ver como yo soy. Que nadie puede ver mi rostro tal y cual como Dios lo creo. Y I hope this, this truly helps as, as, as a, a testimony that can reach those who maybe feel like there's imperfections that you may have or things that you have that, that are holding you back from being your true self, your full self. And I'm here to tell you that it's never too late and God's timing is perfect. And even though my journey with this started at the age of 10, 
I myself was not able to fully vencer esto hasta la edad de 33 años. So it's it's never it's never too late, okay? But you gotta let go and you gotta let God and trust God and know that nothing that he puts in your life is to hurt you. But you need to know how to understand it. You need to know how God wants to use you through that and go through your process. And I thank God because I've learned to love it. I've learned to love the skin that I'm in. Is it growing still? Yes. Has it gotten progressively not to say worse, but larger than it was three years ago? Yes. Am I okay with it? You bet. Because at the end of the day, it's my skin. But it's not, it doesn't define me as far as my character, my heart, my beliefs. It doesn't define me and the God-fearing woman that I am. And I thank God for never letting go of my side and staying with me and sticking with me to help me overcome this. Ooh, okay, and now I've talked your ears off and I'm sorry, <laughs> but I hope, um, I hope this has, uh, been helpful, um, a little insight a little more on who I am and and you know my testimony and but I truly hope that you're able to from this testimony see that it's never too late for God his timing is perfect and it doesn't matter if something that has been in your life an obstacle in your life since you were an adolescent since you were young just because so many years have passed that, it, that God can't do it. Yes, he can. And he already has. You just need to believe. You just need to walk in faith. And in my case, yeah, I could have asked God, get rid of it. Have my skin and my color come back. But that's not it. That's not it. It was me being able to understand that this doesn't define me. So I hope that whatever you may be going through, whether it's a physical um, bother, an emotional situation, whatever it may be, know that as long as you let go and let God, He will take care of everything. Be patient with yourself. Know that we always want things kind of uh, like they say, fast food style. We want it right away. We want things done right away. But that does not, that's not the way God works. God works in his time. And we're the ones that need to be patient and let him do what he does. And believe that it's already been done. I thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I love you guys. Many blessings. Thank you again for all the support, for listening. 
and you know see you in the next one i'm gonna go ahead and pray so we can close out god we thank you for this this episode thank you lord for giving me the strength to be able to share my testimony lord thank you lord because i know that everything you do is for good lord you have shown your mercy and your unconditional love in my life time and time again and just as you've done it for me i know you will do it for those listening i thank you lord i ask that you watch over all of our listeners protect them in their entry and their exit wherever they may be going i ask that if there's anyone out there lord that you know is needing of you lord that you reach them that you cover them with your love and your mercy. I thank you for your presence tonight. I thank you for being here with us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Remember, follow us on IG, follow us on Spotify, and catch you in the next one. Bye.